All right, guys, day 38, feeling great. Today, I know I made you wait a day in between, but today we're just going to finish the second half of the Forbes article, How Successful People Stay Productive and in Control, because now we're in the final few days of our 20 and 40. We're really, really in that harvesting where we cannot slow down our momentum. We really have to make sure that we're keeping that laser-like focus if we really want to be getting the results. So let's get started, day 38. Quick summary of those first five that we shared on day 36. How successful people stay productive and in control. Number one, they forgive themselves. Number two, they're careful with saying yes. Number three, they recognize that perfection just simply doesn't exist. Number four, they focus on solutions. And number five, they avoid asking, what if? That is a dark, ugly, lonely hole, people. Believe me, I've been there. Uh, I have to pull myself out, actually. Um, probably at least once a month. Okay, here we go. Number six. Guess what number six is? They stay positive. We must consciously select something positive to remind ourselves of why we're doing this in Amari, why we're building, why we're getting outside of our comfort zone. It takes gratitude. It takes honesty and really an honest acknowledgement of the good. This is what keeps our focus. Guys, there are a million things we could focus on that can be discouraging. Someone that just doesn't see their Amari program through, you know, they give up too soon. They're expecting their their lifetime of gut issues to be gone in, in 30 days and they weren't changing their lifestyle. And, you know, so we have these frustrating moments and we have to remind ourselves of the good. Chances are there are good things that are happening right now in your business that you're just letting the dark step in front of the light of the positives. So I want you to take some time and really think about that. What is it you can stay positive about? That's number six. Number seven, I bet you weren't expecting this one, but they eat. Guys, if our blood sugar is low, then we're far more likely to succumb to the destructive impulses, destructive habits. Procrastination can creep in there too. Like, I think I probably just need a snack. Or we get going, going, going where we're not eating and not keeping our blood sugar balanced. And then that causes us to then binge or to have the go for the sugary things, go for the coffee that gives us a jolt, but then leaves us with monkey brain and our creativity is totally stifled. We have to give our body a fighting chance. So really, we need to be frequent in those healthy choices. And I mean, I'm talking to you guys, like we're in the space. I, I know that so many of you make this a priority in your life. There's other things that um, might be a struggle, but this for you might not be it. But I guess I just want to mention this because, well, first of all, it was in the article. And second of all, because if we're slacking um, with our food, then it is going to affect our performance. And that leads to number eight. Guess what? They sleep. Sleep increases our emotional intelligence and it maintains focus and self-control. Our emotional intelligence, I mean, if I had to put that into a couple sentences, it's, you know, it's our, it's a lot of that resilience, that stress resilience, that ability to be able to bounce back from tough things and to recognize when something really has nothing to do with us, or really is, is, um, is not our fault or really not our concern. 
Um, we're able to really see things for what they are. And we're not just projecting things. We're not claiming things as parts of our identity that should not be claimed as parts of our identity. That's where that emotional intelligence comes in. And now with that, of course, self-control, you know, we've touched a little bit on, on procrastination and how that creeps in. I'm going to talk to you guys about that over the next day. Excuse me, but your self-control, your attention, your memory, those all decrease when we don't get enough sleep or the right kind of sleep. If you guys aren't already taking sleep, then we should all be taking it because it really is a game changer. And like I tell other people, you know, it's one thing to get into that, um, that deep sleep that restores our body, but it's a whole other thing to go one layer deeper to get in not just deep sleep, but REM sleep so that our mind can also recover. That's so important for us because if we want to be in the game, if we don't want to, um, you know, fall short of our goals or quit things too soon, we have to make sure we're taking taking care of ourselves, especially in this area of sleep. Sleep deprivation increases the stress hormones, makes it harder to lose weight. Um, even without stressors present. So our body can just feel stressed out and has the effects of being stressed out, even if we're not necessarily stressed, right? Like kind of mind boggling. This is a major productivity killer, killer. Okay. So if you're thinking, I'm just going to stay up late and do some things on Facebook. It's worth it. No, you're better to get some sleep, get up in the morning and start your routine with what you know works. Like claim your power there. Don't just let other people's agendas or emails or other things hold you back. Set your schedule and stick to it. Number nine, the exercise. Guys, even after 10 minutes, 10 minutes, GABA is released. What is GABA? It soothes the brain And it also is what gives us control over impulses. Isn't that interesting? So Dr. Sean talks a lot about GABA and as far as how our mood product plays into that and really just our overall fundamentals pack plays into that. But exercise, we do need to own that. I just time blocked my day for tomorrow and I just put in right away, get up. I have tea time for 10 minutes because I got to have my, I'm already my energy plus, um, have that, like let myself wake up a little bit and then it's right to my workout the other day I had a day where I just got up and I kind of just started busying myself and the whole day I just was left with kind of this gaping hole I felt like of like you know what I didn't prioritize myself first today I let everything else come in and that wasn't good for me and I didn't meet my objectives for the day so start your day with exercise or at least have it booked into your day for a time that works for you okay number 10 they meditate meditation trains the brain to to become a self-control machine. Even five minutes of focusing on breathing, on our senses, on having some time to focus or meditate on a quote, on scripture, something that can just calm you, bring you back to your, to your center, however you want to say that, you know, like bringing you back to who you really are, why we're all really doing this in the first place. So that's really important to have that time I also, my time block, put that in as well, which is a little hard for me. I have to really, I have to have accountability for that, to be honest with Andrew, because I can just tend to want to go and new ideas and to stop for me is very counterintuitive, but I'm working on it and it does make a difference for me. Here we go. Number 11, they ride the wave. Desire and distraction tend to ebb and flow with the tide, right? 
desire, like I'm ready, I'm totally doing this 20 and 40 thing, yes, got my time set for tomorrow, and then distraction can come in, right, that is like an ebb and flow, imagine the tides coming in, going out, going in, going out, that can be our mindset sometimes in business, all of a sudden we want it, we got that drive, that desire, and then we get distracted and and can kind of fall upon excuses, so here's the deal, you want to know the secret, wait 10 minutes, before succumbing to a desire, a negative desire, or a distraction. Stay focused. Let the great wave of desire settle down and remind yourself of why you're doing this in the first place. Just ride the wave. Ride the wave. Thoughts can come in. Look at your calendar. Give yourself some time and let those feelings just pass you by if you know they're not helping you to meet your objective. All right. Almost through here. Number 12. They squash negative self-talk. Guys, we are leading a world-class team of authentic individuals that are empowered to make massive change, right? Like that's you. That's what I'm striving to be. We have to squash negative self-talk if we want to be anywhere in that world-class category, if we really want to do this well. The more that you ruminate on negative thoughts, the more power that you give them. The more I ruminate on negative thoughts, the more power I give them. So stop, you know, write it down. If you've ever done like a real legit coaching session with Andrew, <laughs> he might make you say your negative self-talk in a mini mouse voice while you twirl around. Because here's the thing, all of a sudden that just allows us to be more rational and clear-headed and really evaluate what stupid things we let come into our mind that aren't even real. Like they're just thoughts, they're just feelings. It's not reality. So squash that negative self-talk. If you need to write it down, acknowledge it for what it is. Hey, because you've done something better. You know, if I have somebody that maybe has um, stopped their subscribe and save, I could get like, oh man, Janelle, you messed up. But if I really, if I stop and I write it down, what I felt like maybe I had responsibility over, then it's up to me to say, okay, well, you know, I need to take ownership. Like I didn't check in with them for three, four weeks. So taking ownership when it's when it's necessary, but a lot of the time it's just plain old negative self-talk that's not helping anyone. So stop become more rational, clear-headed, and you can evaluate it better when you stop, write it down, or just get it out of your head. And separate those thoughts from facts, okay? Again, those can just, these feelings, do not, just because it's a feeling does not mean it's real. I was listening to a Enneagram talk from my favorite guy, Ian Morgan Cron, his podcast called Typology. And for my number, very specifically, it was talking about this. I can really be in my head a lot. And it's like, just because a thought comes in, Janelle does not mean that it's real, does not mean it's the real thing. So this was very true for me. Separate thoughts from facts and move towards that positive outlook. So guys, we have to give these 12 strategies the chance to work. Repetition is the mother of skill, right? Stay close with these, jot these down, put them places you will see them. Otherwise, it's just gathering knowledge that's not going to move you forward. That's not really meaningful. Okay, acknowledge your attitude and your perception. A lot of times people want it, right? They want the success. They want to build to leader, to servant leader. But are you willing to make some changes to get there? Are you willing to have this self-growth? Are you willing to be messy? Are you willing to to do things and then go back and evaluate it and say, hey, what worked and what didn't? Because if you're not, you're going to get stuck. This is, I can definitely say for Andrew and I, has been 
paramount in our growth in growing Amari to a solid six-figure income is like we've just learned we have to just plan, do, review, which we've learned from Eric Worre just recently. Those wording, plan it, do it, review it. That's what we're going to do for the 20 and 40. Like we planned it, pretty quick time frame. We're doing it. I'm sticking with, making sure you guys hear from me every single day. And then we're going to review. Okay, how can we how can we involve more people? How can we assure that, that more people stay engaged, right? We're going to be asking those questions. So my final question to you, questions plural. I want you to write this down. So if you need to pause and grab a pen and paper. What matters to you? What matters to you about growing your business right now? What matters to you? It's a little different wording than why do you want it, right? What matters to you? Because if it matters to you, it's meaningful. And that needs to be a part of your daily routine when it has anything to do with Amari and as you're just connecting that to your overall purpose. And number two, what is the value? What's the value to you? No, I'm not just talking dollar bills. What's the value? What is it for you? Andrew and I were out for a walk today and, and talking about this actually. And, and uh, I was saying, you know, it's like, I don't want to be, a, I don't, I'm not striving to be a badass. I don't feel like I need to swear at least, you know, once every five sentences to get my point across. Um, I don't feel like I want to be a boss babe. I mean, that's not me. So I was saying that, and of course, Andrew, like, well, what do you want, right? What matters to you? And my answer was just, what matters to me is to see people make meaningful changes that impact their lives, their families' lives, and really their legacy. I mean, I know that's big, but man, when, when there's a change in one person, how that percolates through a whole family system, that's what lights me up. Um, personally, even just a story of my, my grandfather immigrating from Sweden um, and just the, 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 the change, you know, he was... He was, um, all right, guys, hey, my apology. I have my phone set to like power down <laughs> at different time frames. Uh, anyway, it had the 930 cut off. So sorry about that. Anyway, I guess I was just saying when I look back, just at my family history and seeing just the power of, of one, you know, of my grandfather's uncle, who was the governor of Montana at the time who sponsored my grandpa in his late teens to come over. And uh, what that did for my grandfather, the opportunity it allowed him, and just how that family line was changed. My grandfather was raised without a father. And, you know, so just to see the power of a life, right? Like that's meaningful to me. And the value of that is it it, um, brings me even more joy and it's also valuable because I feel like it's a great example to our kids of us thinking outside of ourselves. So anyway, I want to know what that is for you guys. And let's see, finally, the what ifs. Here's the positive what ifs I want you guys to write down. Okay, what matters to you? What is the value? And then what ifs. What if you make a massive impact? Hey, what if you find your next rock star? Don't make it about you. Don't judge people judging you. Who have you helped with this? Have their name at the top of your list. Let's work past those limiting beliefs and really take this to the next level. It's time. Can't afford to stay stuck, right? So focus on these these 12 Forbes proclaimed successful, how successful people stay productive and in control. Let's see what, which of those you really need to skill up in, but all across the board, 
let's bring those into our life and into our days. All right, guys, you're doing awesome. We got a couple more days here and uh, look forward to then scheduling when we're allowed to schedule travel again. We'll get um, with the top four. We'll start at least brainstorming and we'll get some ideas, some places. We might not do Steamboat. We can have a couple other ideas. I'd love to hear your ideas. So finish strong, finish strong, block off your time. Let's get it done. I'm giving you permission to crush it. Let's do it. All right, guys, talk to you soon.